I feel like that shit did not take. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is there still some in there? It reminds me of uh, one of my buddies in college came out of the bathroom and goes, that was the most unsuccessful shit I've ever taken. <laughs> That's amazing. That's how I feel right now. Sometimes it's just you didn't you just don't get it all out, you know? Yeah. You just break off a piece. <laughs> like I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff a wad of toilet paper up there and call it a day. Yeah. Is Shane in here? Uh I don't think so. No. Maybe he is taking that shit. I think so. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear how excited Shane is for Morbius. <laughs> that makes one of us, because holy shit. It looks so bad. It looks terrible. <laughs> like, as much as like someone can hate Jared Leto, like, it's this is the worst thing. <laughs> like, I when hate he's even flying Leto. through that subway, I almost turned off the trailer. <laughs> The fuck is going on? Oh, it worked. Shane, that must have been the longest shit in quite a while. Actually, that was quite a good shit, I will say. Well, at least you had a a successful shit. I've already discussed my uh, incompetency in shitting today. Ah, What's going on here? Still says he's in here. Yep. Yeah, did you log off? Because you never left. Well, that's really fucking bizarre because I just got two calls coming through. I answered one of them, then I just got double of everything. There you go. Fucking Skype. So I could hear you both twice, and I could hear myself twice. <laughs> that was just really fucked up and bizarre. But anywho, we're all here. All right, excellent. Well, let's get this started so we can all go on about our business of shitting for a second and third time. Oh, absolutely. All You Need Is Blood, episode number 114. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, how are we today? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm alright. Wow, that's a more exuberant greeting than I think we've had in quite a few episodes. You guys must really be (laughs) on your game now. I just woke up. (laughs) I I just voided my bowels. You don't save that for on the episode, Shane? Well, it would be a bit awkward. Hey, just drag your microphone into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just stick it in the hallway. It doesn't go that far. 
You hear the occasional clop and tingle, you know. Uh, Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a hefty one. Right. How are you doing? What did you think of that movie? (laughs) It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, oh. Start the backup recording. There we go. We got it. We're good. There we hey, go. there we go. I was about to say, have you started the backup? <laughs> I'm on it today. Everyone's on it today, Shane. Really? So, this is the most prepared we've ever been. Ever. Yeah, right. So, on the <laughs> podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. Facebook group, AllYouNeedIsBlood. Instagram account, AllYouNeedIsBloodPodcast. And if you're listening to us, that's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in AllYouNeedIsBlood and subscribe. Phew! Yeah, I wasn't even out of breath on that one. I'm shocked and appalled. Hmm. Oh, man. So, fellas, since we recorded last, uh, October has ended. We are in yeah. November. So, what have you guys been doing other than uh, watching movies uh, in October? Usually, like, you, as, you usually assign someone to speak first. I know, I know. You, you, just, Shane and I had no idea what to do. <laughs> You're psyching, man. What the fuck is up with you? <laughs> All I've been doing is... Um, Working and watching Seinfeld. Excellent. Literally. I mean, like, I go to work, I come home, and I just watch Seinfeld until I go to bed. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've just been gaining weight and watching Seinfeld. Accumulating mass. Yes. Cultivating mass. Cultivating mass. <laughs> have you gotten to the stage where um, you have your own um, oh, gravitational pull yet? <laughs> yes my boobs, <laughs> my boobs are the true source of power on my body oh you've been so cast. proud of me so proud of me mike uh i for halloween candy i purchased the biggest fucking bag of sour patch kids watermelon and there are some watermelon in there it's like a variety type situation there's some tropical yeah. some watermelon some regular and we got like 10 trick-or-treaters and i've just been eating sour patch kids <laughs> since halloween <laughs> Amazing. Good. Watermelon Sour Patch Kids are life. Those are the best. Have you seen these ones? There's these little packets in there. They're called um they're called Mystery Sour Patch Kids, I think. And like they flavor the what the Sour Patch Kids differently than the color is. So like no, I don't know if I like that. You'll pull out a yellow one. And you eat it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's strawberry. Or you pull out a red one, and it's lemon. Like, you have no idea what you're going to get. They're all just cum-flavored. Yeah. (laughs) That's a secret ingredient. (laughs) And then I thought about it, and I'm like, the only time I eat Sour Patch Kids is when I'm, like, in a movie theater. And I'm not fucking looking at them anyway. Yeah. That's why I'm the watermelon ones. I know exactly what I'm going to get. There you go. Unless they change that up, too. That'll be good. I hope not. I'd kill myself. Uh, so, um, uh, that's it, Mike? Just Seinfeld and work? Yeah, I mean, I've just been, you know, just buying stupid shit. A lot of different records and shit, but 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Seinfeld has been my my go to for the last since it like hit Netflix. I've just been that's all mm-hmm. I've been doing is watching Seinfeld. So my my buddy's been watching them. He actually had a complaint on the Netflix ones because I guess they make them widescreen. Even even though obviously the show wasn't widescreen. Yeah. And he said in one episode in particular where uh, uh, George had the keychain. Um, I forgot who the keychain was, but it was, uh, it was like a baseball announcer or something. And, uh, he drops the keychain in a pothole and then towards the end of the episode, they like show him, but because the screen has been cut, they don't show the pothole. So you don't know what he's looking at. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. So that was his Seinfeld complaint. I'm like, Matt, you're the biggest fucking nerd I've ever met. <laughs> Seinfeld is just, it's one of those shows that really holds up. Uh, I used to watch them when I was a kid, and I barely understood it. But I still, there's so many things I still remember and laugh at. Um, but I, I also watched the new Dune, which was amazing. Really? Yeah, I uh, put something in the forum, but like I watched the the Lynch version for the first time a few weeks back, and then or maybe like a month or two ago. And that movie sucks. Mm-hmm. That movie's awful, and it wasn't Lynch's fault. Like they cut so much out of it. And it's just, it's an editing nightmare. It's its horrible. And it's, like, strictly due to the editing. But then um, this new Dune, it was only it's only part one, in case anyone's interested in watching it. It's also on HBO Max. But go watch it in the movie theater, because I watch on HBO Max, and it would really benefit from a movie theater uh, setting. It's uh, Denis Villeneuve, which I'm probably saying completely wrong. But he's directed some amazing movies. There's Enemy and... Um, Blade Runner 2049. And, oh, I love that Blade Runner. Yeah, it's just, this Dune, it looks gorgeous. And it's it's fantastic. It's really a good movie. And it, it and not to, it's not a detriment to Lynch, but, like, this shit's all over the, the, the original from, like, 84 or whatever. So, it's, it's great. But, yeah, besides that, I've, uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing, really. Awesome. How about you, Shane? Um, well, I finished my run with maybe movies a couple of weeks back. Um, so the last episode, I think it dropped on the 29th of last month. So there was that done. Um, obviously I've been watching movies all last month. Um, I watched a couple of movies this week on Netflix. Um, can't remember what they were off the top of my head, but you know, they were all right. Um, other than that, I'm going to Birmingham Comic Con next next Friday. Oh, I'm travelling next Friday. I'm staying at my mate Keith's um, for the weekend, and I come. Well, we're only going on the Saturday because I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, I got asked to be the photographer for the Slipknot cosplay group, Maggot mm-hmm. Cosplay, and um, there's only six of us going out of the, out of the original ten this year because um, people have had babies or people are going to other events and completely forgot about this one or just completely ignored the fact that it was happening. Um, and others just can't afford it. So there's a few of us going um, just for the day. You know, not, they're not going in cosplay, so that's cool. Um, I'm thinking of uh, like doing a placard that says, all you need is blood podcast, come talk to me, or something like that, you know, just wear it on the hoodie. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure the uh, I'm sure the people running that would absolutely love <laughs> it's an unsponsored uh, booth to show up. Well, they don't fucking sponsor us anyway, so who cares? Um, but no, but uh, and my character is mean, going to be very successful. What? Nothing. I was trying to look something up on IMDb and it started playing a video of Steve Martin. God, if that would have came through, I'd have lost my mind. <laughs> it's well, it's gotten recorded. It's on my end. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So next. See, I mean, I'm glad we're doing it today instead of next week because I wouldn't have been around next week. So um, yeah. So. I travel on the Friday morning. I get into Birmingham at about two o'clock in the afternoon, going straight to my buddies, and then I'm going to try and get him to go to the cinema with me um, in Birmingham to go and see Antlers because oh. I want to see it. And I've heard that I've heard mixed reports about it, but I want to watch it. So um, we'll be doing that on the Friday, I hope. Saturday will be the con because that's open nine until six in the evening or something. And then the Sunday I'll come home. Are there any uh, celebrities going there, Shane, you're hoping to meet? (laughs) No, I won't won't be meeting any. But um, the the top draw is Hayden Christensen. Hang on. He's coming back as Vader. And what? Um, the not the Mandalorian, but like a different show. He's like actually coming back with Vader. I just typed in. <laughs> I just typed in Birmingham Comic Con, and it comes up with Alabama Comic Con convention. Oh my god, that's the wrong <laughs> Birmingham. You don't go to that one. <laughs> yeah, now, this one's Birmingham in, in England. This is the one where I need a guest, or I need someone to take me because. If I go on my own, chances are I'll probably get knifed um, or, you know, assaulted or mugged. Um, but the, Sounds like a good the, time. Yeah. Well, the featured guests are Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott. Special guests, Adam Christopher, Brian Herring, Helen Sadler, John Reese davies um, Matthew Wood, Oxventure, Rob Wyhoff, and Roger Clark. I don't know any of those people. Yeah, well... You're I know Hayden Christensen. I know John Rhys-Davies, because he was in Lord of the Rings. He was also in um, that TV show from the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that guy. I'm looking at his yeah. picture now. Yeah. He was recently at the Norwich Con... He was literally the only celebrity there who actually did something, you know, was known for something. All the rest of them were, I was a side actor on The Dark Knight Rises, or, you know, I had a cameo in The Dark Knight Rises, come get my autograph and shit like that. I mean, Ian McDermott, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, that's fairly good, but I wouldn't be interested in meeting any of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll be doing that. So we'll be checking out some stalls and having a look around and uh, seeing how the day takes us. Sounds like fun. So if, if anybody that listens to the podcast uh, 
goes to this convention, they should say hi and get a picture with you, right, Shane? Yeah, if they really need to. You know, you'll, do, you'll do your best to fart on command. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best to tell them all to fuck off as well. You know, because I'm a polite guy like that. Right. Know, I'm, a nice, I'm a nice person, generally. Obviously. But if they walk up to me, you do the podcast. Yeah, which fucking one brain trust? Oh, got know. him. Yeah, so... Cool. No. Yeah, that'll be about it. Yeah. Myself, I have not been doing anything, but I do want to remind everyone uh, right now, if you're listening to this, to log on and cancel your Peacock subscription that you signed up for to watch Halloween Kills. So just want to save everyone that seven bucks or whatever it is. Because um, that was the first thing I did. <laughs> Let's cancel that shit. I was surprised. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, I paid money to come see that in the theaters. Oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna pirate it illegally. Oh, you still haven't <laughs> you know watched what? it yet? No, I've. What? Like, why? You know. To be honest, it was only five pounds for me. To oh, go wow, to that's cinema. a good deal. Yeah. So not for that movie, but to go to the movies. I think I gained yeah, five pounds around Halloween. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's generally five pounds in the UK, except for in London, where it's ridiculously expensive to go to the cinema. I still pay for that AMC list thing. And I haven't been to a movie in fucking forever. I may oh. just like go with Val, and we're just gonna like shit on it. Seriously, man, it's I'll just pirate it. I, <laughs> I mean, I I can see the benefit of doing that because, like, knowing what I know now, I I kind of wanted to revisit it, but not like in a I'm interested way. More like <laughs> what what else is wrong that I missed? Way, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's just so much, isn't there? So. Oh, I've only seen it the once, and I went with my buddy Sam. I mean, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago when we did the last one, but I mean, chatting to my buddy Sam again, and we were both whinging about how shit the film was, what was wrong with it. Yeah. And the only good things about it were the kills. That was literally it. Well, it is what it is. To, I'm afraid to say it. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't even save it for me. No. There's no saving that. Well, let's move on from Halloween Kills, and let's go into some news before we get into our main topic here, fellas. News. All right. So first up, I've got a, <laughs> this is interesting, a black and white three and a half hour cut of George Romero's Martin from 1976. Uh, the yeah, film reels have, yeah, they've recently been found, and uh, people are hoping to get those actually released for that extended black and white cut. Um, I remember, like, I've watched Martin, I think, like, two times, maybe three, and it's, I know some people absolutely love it. It's not my favorite Romero movie. Um, it's interesting, and I like what he was doing, but it never, I don't know, it just never grabbed me. I mean, I, I'd be interested in checking out this longer cut, uh, just to see if there's, like, more stuff in there that would drag me in. Because um, the regular version is, like, one and a half hours. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, every time so... I watch Martin, I fall asleep. Every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same, because I just find the film really boring. It's, it's sad, really. It was one of those movies I always remember wanting to watch, and when I did watch it, I was just bored shitless. Well, if you found that boring, just watch the three-and-a-half-hour cut now. 
<laughs> oh my god, you know what I'm looking at? This is crazy. So I, I just went on to the IMDb and they the the picture for uh John Amplis, who plays Martin, uh is the father in Creep Show that comes out of the grave. Apparently he played that zombie corpse in Creep Show. Oh. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's I so did not know weird. that. <laughs> no, neither did I. I'm like, wait a second. Why is this guy on here? Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd want to check it out just because I'm willing to give that another go. Uh, like I said, every time I watch it, I'm like, all right, this is not the best. I see what he's doing here. I think one of the things that I don't think Romero is like best at, like, um, I don't know, I guess like sort of artsy, psychedelic type things. Um, I think he's more of a nuts and bolts film director and he's he was great at it. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think Martin, he was reaching a little bit for, but. Maybe it's uh, more fleshed out in the, in the double length version. <laughs> Over double length. Oh my god, what is in this? <clears throat> Makes you curious. Uh, also in the news, uh, Dario Argento has an upcoming film titled Dark Glasses. Uh, it's described as a classic giallo with a touch of horror, and the film stars Elenia Pastorelli, as a prostitute blinded by a serial killer in a botched attack, and she takes on a young Chinese boy whose life has also been abruptly altered forever by the maniac's actions. Uh, and he will become her ally in a terrifying struggle to, <laughs> to see off the serial killer forever. Uh, are you excited about a Dario Argento giallo in the year 2022? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't follow Argento too much anymore. But I own Dracula. Oh God, that's he, the he, you own that. Like of all the Argento movies you're gonna have, that's one you have. Three in one of those horror blocks I used to subscribe to. It was right. just, they just like threw it in there. They probably got it from like a five dollar bin at Walmart. But I don't I don't follow Argento too much anymore. But this isn't gonna make me. I'm gonna watch it because the way you describe, like they actually put in like a young Chinese boy. <laughs> This, I'm, I'm literally just reading the release. <laughs> yeah. This is what they I just, put out. I, I have to watch this. <laughs> and uh, so there's all, he does like a bunch of interviews and stuff. And I guess he was saying that uh, the film takes place, I think, mostly in Rome. And um, which makes sense. It's Argento. And uh, he talks about how that there's an actual Chinatown in Rome. And how that plays a part in the movie or something. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, there's, like, Chinatowns in, like, every city. Yeah, I go to... I I drive through Chinatown every day on the way to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a Chinatown in Norwich. In Norwich? No. No. (laughs) Yeah, my town in Connecticut also does not have a Chinatown. Do you you guys have ones in the big city, though? Yeah, there's one in London. Um, I think there's one in... Manchester as well. There's a section of New Haven that has a bunch of Asian markets. Does that count? <clears throat> well, we have lots of Asian stores in, in, in Norwich as well. So that's basically your Chinatown. So I think this is a sign because I was with my buddy last night and we're playing, playing Back for Blood. And he's like, tomorrow I think I'm going to get Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. And now we're talking about Chinese people. I think today I'm going to get Chinese food. Yeah. I had Chinese food last night. Son yeah, would you, would you eat? I had beef in black pepper 
sauce, and I had sweet and sour chicken balls and special fried rice. Ooh, that sounds good. Special fried well, rice got everything also, in it. Yeah, I also had um, a special u- udon, the house special udon mix. Oh, you're killing it, Shane. Which That's why was, you're shitting so much today. Yeah, which was <laughs> chicken, pork, prawns, and beef with lots of vegetables. I always ask for lots of vegetables whenever I order that. And it's funny because I have enough for dinner tonight as well. I ordered a meal for one. That's what you get in the meal for one. How was that a meal for one? You ordered three meals. (laughs) No, no, it comes in three separate containers. So you've got your, you've got the special udon noodles. You've got the beef and black pepper sauce and you've got the special fried rice. Oh. Right. And then you get the chicken balls, sweet, sour sauce separately. Plus prawn crackers. Although I didn't get any fucking fortune cookies, which I'm a bit pissed off about. Ah, those Um, are garbage anyway. They just, they kill the roof of your mouth. Like, fuck. Not if you can't, not if you crush them up. (laughs) And how can you tell your fortune? Well, no, you pull the piece of paper out, don't you, you tit. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I've got enough there to sort me out for tonight as well. So, usually if I buy a Chinese... I usually have it over two nights. I'm going to get orange chicken tonight. Oh. I fucking can deep throat an entire thing of orange chicken. You don't go for the general? You stick with the orange? I always stick with orange. Hmm. Go to Panda Express, the most white Chinese food there is. You're not going to Panda Express. (laughs) I like Panda Express. (laughs) (laughs) There has to be some awesome (laughs) Chinese restaurants in fucking Chicago, and you're going to Panda Express. (laughs) It's so convenient. There's so many. Oh, my God. (laughs) I get mine delivered. That's ridiculous. I order it through the WhatsApp. Uh, No, the Just Eat app. Man. I I got a nice ramen bowl set. Uh, Elisa gave it to me. And it's fucking huge. It's like this big, like, bowl with the fancy spoon and, like, the chopsticks and everything. And I'm like, oh, we got to get ramen now. I'm now pumped. I'm set up for it. Ramen's so good. Oh, God. All right, let's get off food and get back on track for a little bit here. Um, next up, I don't know if you guys had watched. I, I can't remember if I sent this or not, uh, but there was a uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn teaser trailer. No, didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. It didn't really show you anything. All it yeah, basically... I saw it. It was just like it was like thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. It was tiny little clips, and it said my favorite part was that like in that thirty seconds, they waste ten of them. Showing that the director is not the rapist director. <laughs> I just love that that was part of their teaser. They're like directed by somebody else. Who's not a pedophile. Right. Not a nonce. So Victor Silva's out and, um, you know, I've, I didn't even write down who the new guy was. I just wrote new director. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, are you guys excited about a Jeepers Creepers reboot? I I have only seen the original ones like twice each. Yeah, I mean, there were no, it's for me. It's not really like a horror icon as many people make it out to be. Um, 
I don't like not watch him because he's a pedophile or anything. I just never think that they're like that great or amazing. But I mean, I'll give this new one a chance since it's like Diddy Kid Free now, you know? Yeah. Diddler Free. Yeah. Um, I, I feel so spoiled now. Like, I would watch this if it's on like HBO. Like, just release everything to HBO Max because it's so fucking convenient now. <laughs> like, oh, good. New movies are coming out and I can just watch them. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to the theater to watch Jeepers Creepers Reborn. That's not going to happen. That's how um, I felt with Dune, in a way. Like, I really wanted to see it in theater, and but I really wanted to see it. And I was yeah. like, it is on HBO Max, you know? I might as well just watch it. Yeah. Like, the other day I watched, uh, maybe it was a, a while back. I don't remember the name of it. It was like a Hugh Jackman, uh, like, Total Recall-type noir film. It takes place in the future. I would never watch that in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. But it How was, was on that? H- It was okay. I was like, all right. And Elisa loves Hugh Jackman. And I'm like, I'll watch this. I don't care. And it was like, yeah, that wasn't bad. I'm glad I didn't pay 17 bucks in a movie theater to see it. I love this new streaming world. It's so convenient. <laughs> Because otherwise, I never would have watched that. Like, I, I'm not going to get the DVD. I'm not going to go to the movie to see that. But because it's like, oh, it's right here. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I've so, done that with so many movies. <laughs> okay. So that's how I feel about Jeepers Creepers. Um, also, boys, we have the at Scream Factory has announced they are releasing the Krampus Naughty Cut, which contains additional scenes and all of the naughty words put back in the film they took out to get a PG-13 rating. See, I want to see that. The only problem yeah. is it's a 4K, 4K Ultra thingy release, isn't it? Yeah, Why is that a problem? It also I comes with a Blu-ray. Well, yeah. I mean, they usually do. I'm not saying it definitely does. I didn't really look that up, but I'm, yeah, it does. It has the Blu-ray in it as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, I find the thing with those those 4K Ultra um, discs that come out over here are ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah, they're oh, very they're not cheap. That's for sure. No, but the good thing about 4K is there's no region lock on them too. Mm. So if anything's 4K, anything you could watch it anywhere on any device. Which is fantastic. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. very convenient. So, like, that's why a lot of these companies, like Arrow and like Vinegar Syndrome too, um, and Severin, you know, they're like, I forget who, I think it's Severin, who's doing that, um, that new Frankenstein re-release. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome. So one of them's doing Frankenstein, the other's doing Dracula. Um, yeah, I forgot who is doing which one. <laughs> Um, Severance taking forever to load, but yeah, they're they're 4K and they're like like Shane said, they're like you know it's like expensive, it's fifty or sixty bucks just for that. But I mean, you could watch it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, for so. someone like me who's on a fixed income, I can't afford to pay for prices like. Oh that. no, no, I no, I I I get you, but I'm just saying that. No, but it's you know, I mean, also, it's like if you're a film collector and you are on a fixed income. You can't afford shit like that. I mean, yeah. unless you save up for it and you pay it off in installments or whatever, you know. It's, and then not only that, because I don't even have an HD player. So, yeah, no, I get that idea, you know, with it coming with a Blu-ray, which is handy, you know, especially for a collector. But there's no way that I would spend a stupid amount of money 
just on a purchase just to get the DVD, uh, just to get the Blu-ray. Although it would be fucking nice to see the naughty cut and to have all the yeah. special features. I don't think that is that one is too expensive though. Well, I mean, it's Scream Factory. No? All Scream Factories no. movies start at like thirty bucks, I think. Yeah, I thought I thought it was discounted though. Further, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on the site. But yeah, like Vinegar Syndrome, they're doing Flesh That's for Frankenstein. Right. That, they're Frankenstein. The other one's Dracula. Yeah, and uh, it's 4K Ultra HD, and but it's like marked down from seventy dollars to fifty two. I'm like, yeah, what? But like, I'm not gonna spend that on you, one if you, movie. Yeah, a, a fifty dollar Vinegar Syndrome one, it's gonna have books. It's gonna have fucking a fancy cover, probably something real weird. I think I only have one Vinegar Syndrome so movie. I think it's Christmas, Christmas Evil. Evil. <laughs> that was well, it's set for release on December on seventh of December. Just in time. I should pre-order that because I do want to watch that this this Christmas season. Um, I'm looking at WoW HD when it loads. Where the fuck? Like, the, why is this site taking so fucking long to load? I can't right. find the naughty cut at all. Right. Well, fuck me. It's oh, there it is. It's £26.38 pre-order, which is that's fucking cheap. cheap. All right. That's, that's cheap. Yeah, for here for um, us, it's uh, thirty six ninety nine. I think it still comes with a poster I, I of it. Hate those goddamn posters, yeah, like, And what I do I do with them? So like, they're all rolled up in the same tube. Because, like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Unless otherwise, what's that? Unless otherwise stated, all Blu-ray are region A and DVD are region one, and coding for purchasing. Okay, great. Um. So other available format, Blu-ray is twelve twenty, DVD is ten pound seventeen. Well, it's not being released in DVD, so that's an old version. No, this is the four K Ultra. Well, I know Nautica. it's not being released on DVD. I guess. Yeah. I guarantee that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's just like other available formats. So. But right next to it is also Dracula Dead and Loving It now, for twenty three dollars. And I think that is a steal. Yeah, I think that's now we're talking here. See, I'm, I mean, I might pick it up, the Krampus one. I, I might pick do. up that Dracula. That just, to see the, just to see the naughty cut. <laughs> see what we're doing to Shane? We started talking about stuff, and now he's, like, buying it on, on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I've just looked at it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I might buy it. You know, there is a... Hey, guys, you're interested. Scream Factory is doing a Halloween Kills vinyl soundtrack. Uh, I mean, that is the best part of Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's say, I mean, that's always a good idea for Christmas present for me, if anybody's interested, you know. Because um, I won't be buying the film. <laughs> Speaking of Dracula, Dead and Loving It, Mike, I've been, I've been listening to that Bram Stoker's Dracula book on, on tape. And uh, whenever they're oh, yeah. talking about Renfield... All I can picture is the guy from Dracula Dead and Loving It. Like Me too. Anytime I hear the word Renfield, like that's who watched, I picture. I'm eating like I've watched every bugs. Dracula movie, you know what I mean? Like the classics and like and they all have like great actors in them and like even when I try to think of who played Renfield in Francis Ford Coppola, I can only think of the guy in Dracula Dead and Loving It. It was Tom Waits. Master, Waits. master, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Mr. <laughs> yeah, it was Tom Waits in Dracula. 
Uh, my brain just won't accept anything else. Like, when I try to picture it, it's just like, nope, it's definitely that guy from Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> so stupid. All right, last thing I got on here for the news, boys. Speaking of Dracula, the Morbius trailer has been dropped for Sony's new uh, Spider-Man-verse, I guess, um, comic book movie. Uh, Shane, what did you think of the Morbius trailer? Personally, I thought it looked quite good. Um, which, in hindsight, well, in hindsight, you know, it's taken two years for it to finally be released. Because, I mean, it was supposed to come out in 2020. And then it was supposed to come out this year. And now it's finally coming out next year. And they've had reshoots on this and like various other bits and pieces going on behind the scenes so you know the trailer looks good doesn't necessarily mean the movie's going to be good and what do you think of jared leto <laughs> well i like jared leto as an actor i think i do think he's not actually a very good actor um and also i liked the first three 30 seconds to mars albums so you know, it's um, so you're a little I mean, biased. No, well, no, not really. I mean, I hated the last two thirty seconds to Mars albums. I thought they were fucking shit, and they sold out massively. But um, as an actor, he's brilliant. I think he is really, really good. Because I've got a couple of his early films. I've even got some of the obscure stuff. Um, a film he did called Mister Nobody, which came out a few years ago. That's actually a really good like um, time travel type episode or type movie. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, and I've also got Chapter 23, which is where he played um, John Lennon's killer, Mark Chapman. <clears throat> and he actually put on a lot of weight for that. Um, he looks good in that new Gucci movie, too. Yeah, oh, I haven't even seen the trailer for that yet. It's a new Ridley Scott uh, movie, and it's about like the yeah. family of Gucci or some shit. I don't fucking know. But um, I will be interested to see, to see his portrayal of Morbius. Um, I will probably go and watch it at the cinema because um, I think it's out on the 22nd of January or something like that. But um, yeah, I'll give it a watch. My problem with Leto is that it looks like he smells mm -hmm. his own farts. <laughs> and I just can't, it's just, I can't get past, like... I've seen him in interviews, and it just sounds like he just loves himself, and he's a leader of a cult. I don't know about this guy. And he was in Suicide Squad. No, that's not really a <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this looks... No, I think it looks bad, um, but maybe bad enough that I now want to watch it. Well, there's also a big problem with these new Marvel movies that, like, Eternals is getting right. shit on. Because it's just so by the numbers. And this looks by the numbers, too. I'm so sick of these movies where they drop trailers and it's something happened inside me and this and that. It's like, holy... It's like literally every single Is this PG-13? Did anyone notice? Oh, I hope not. I don't think it is. I don't uh, think it will be. Da, 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 da. Rated PG-13 for intense sequences and violence. How? 
he slashes a yeah. dude's throat. <laughs> it's a murderous vampire movie. It's PG-13. If you were ever going to make a... I mean, this is the same problem I have, because this, this is Sony making it, not not um Disney. So it's like the same thing with Venom. Like, you're going to make a movie where the guy's whole thing is that, like, he eats people's brains, and then now this guy, like, he's just a vampire that, like, kills people and drinks their blood. Like, go R. Like, why are you being so fucking... I don't know. So wimpy. Like, just go for it. Do something interesting. Isn't the next, like, rated R uh, Marvel film supposed to be, like, that Doctor Strange movie? What? I hear that's supposed uh, to be a horror movie, it's right? Not, it's not going to no be a way. rated R anymore. They wouldn't do that. No? No. They've actually they, um, binned the director who was going to be doing it. And uh, they got someone else. Wait, in. I thought Sam Raimi was doing that one. He oh, walked out. Great. Probably because he wanted to make—I don't know—knowing Sam Raimi, he probably wanted to make it PG with fucking. But like, I don't know. Like, I thought that was going to be the next rated R Marvel film. I was really looking forward to it because it was supposed to allegedly supposed to have been the first MCU horror movie. Yeah, but then people are forgetting Blade uh, and and Man Thing. Um, but those aren't part so... of the MCU, is it? <laughs> don't. Maybe no, Man but, Thing is. No, Maybe they'll bring bringing... it back. We don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I know they're bringing back um, Blade for the new. Oh, yeah, they are doing Blade again, aren't they? Yeah. But, yeah, Sam Raimi walked out, and um, Doctor Strange and, and Multiverse is not going to be a horror, which I'm kind of gutted about because I really wanted to see a gore fest because that would have been amazing. Stupid, but yeah, uh, Morbius. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I'm interested to see how trashy it's going to be, um, and I'm assuming very trashy, which could be good. Um, but along the same lines, I'm definitely more interested in this than I was that second Venom movie, because um, that that one seemed so boring to me. I was like, oh, it looks exactly like the first one, and I don't care. Uh, Do you know what the second Venom movie? It's just like. I'm just like, really? When I went and see Halloween Kills a few weeks back, there was a guy behind me who was going to see the Venom movie. Mm. And he came out of the cinema at the same time as I did, and he went, oh, that was fucking shit. And then that was it. (laughs) So, kind of says it all, really. And then you nodded at each other and walked away. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. All right. You know, it's like you watch something... And then you walk out, and then you just see someone, and you're like, mm. This cat is molesting me. What do you want, Genie? You never come for pets. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to our main topic, which I guess isn't really a topic so much as it is just, what the fuck have you been doing for the last month? Um, so I don't know, guys. You want to just talk about some random movies you watched, or... Uh, anything in particular. I mean, I sort of broke it down into like some good stuff. I watched some bad stuff and some stuff that was interesting. So, um, I don't know. How'd you guys want to do it? Well, I did none of the above. Of Great. What you I didn't break it down into any kind of like, format. I just watched <laughs> random movies. Hmm. Um, well, we should say um, that the, um, the 31 Days of Horror Challenge. Oh my god, she's gonna pull my fucking... No, Cheaty! You bitch! What the hell? She's attacking the wires on my computer. Get out of here! 
God damn it. She's like, fuss me. <laughs> <laughs> so the 31 Days of Horror Challenge. Uh, oh, was on the... <laughs> she just knocked the thing in my chair that made it lean back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What the fuck? Um... Uh, is uh, Mike posted, not this Mike, Mike Wilbur, uh, posted uh, the results. Um, it's on the uh, UHM fans uh, <laughs> Facebook group. It's also on the uh, the upcoming horrormovies.com forum. So he listed the top uh, people that entered their lists and everything. He's got like the top 12 on here. And uh, what the fuck, man? Big Fat Ogre, I number know. one. This guy watched 190 movies in October. Yep. How the fuck does anybody do that? I don't think I've ever seen anyone break that, like get that high. Is this the highest we've had, Mike? Um, let me check real quick. I mean, that's fucking nuts. The, I know that it's probably the record for the uh, for our, our little contest. Let's see, uh, winners. Yeah, but uh, I, let's see. Yeah, Big Fat Ogre did 190. Last year, I did 156. The year before, Ogre did 181. Oh, my God. 2018, Lon did 143. 2017, Primetime Loser did 131. And then 2016, Necro did 178. I mean... So he is he's, like, number one and two. Wow, 190. Yeah, so uh, other other this year, uh, Dark God hit 132. Frightmaster himself, 118. Uh, Lon, like you mentioned, had 106. Uh, uh, then there was, this isn't just people on the forum. The, only the people on the forum are fucking nutcases and they'll watch a million movies. Uh, Johnny Barrett, 104. Tameka Porter, 87. Uh, Primetime, 81 this year. Mark Add, 58. Myself, 48. Uh, and Tony Votto, 33, and that's the top 10. I'm not going to list anymore. Oh, wait. That's fine. Number 11. Fine. <laughs> Mike Whittemore, 21. Dude, I was doing that 365 Days of Horror, and I lasted like a month. And then I went on vacation, and then after that, I Seinfeld hit Netflix, and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's true. I mean, I had to cut back on my Law & Order SVU watching. And uh, it's it's hard, man. It's it's hard only to watch horror movies and getting one in a day. It's, ugh. Yeah, especially when you're like you have to like go to work and then like you're making dinner and you're like, yeah. all right, I got to watch like eight more Puppet Master movies this month. And <laughs> <clears throat> did you end up watching uh, Phantasm Five? I did. Yes. Oh, uh, I have that. I have that on my list here too. So. Oh. um yeah, let's get into some of the stuff that we watched. Um, one thing I'll just say, I did watch all of the Puppet Masters, Mike. Every oh my God. fucking one of them. I think there's like 13 or 14. I don't even know. I lost count uh, in terms of how many there actually are. Um, and I'll say, like, re-watching the first one, uh, you know, I started early in the month. It was like the first Monday or whatever. And uh, I can't believe how bad it was it's terrible and, and like just the first one i think i gave it like a four or five out of ten and i'm like oh my god this is where i'm starting on these fucking things and it was way worse than i remembered um but uh going through the rest of them there were some highs and lows like i enjoyed the effects in two the story in three was the best and um 
four or five are awful. What else did I have? Uh, curse. The worst one was Puppet Master Legacy. That's the clip show one. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I was watching it. I was like, when is there going to be an actual story to this fucking thing? It's just... I gave that a 1 out of 10, because fuck that <laughs> shit. And also, that's one of the only ones directed by Charles Band. And I just want to be like, listen, dude, this is what you fucking did. You had... <clears throat> You had at least something to do when you fucking put this out. So, yeah, those were really awful. And then, like, I got into the Axis series. So there's three Axis movies. Puppet Master, Axis of Evil, Axis Rising, and Axis Termination. And the first two of those are really bad. Um, They're just equal garbage to every other Puppet Master movie. Um, But then Axis Termination, I can't believe it, but it was actually fun. It had insane kills. And the camera work was interesting. It wasn't great, but it was like, oh, this is different. It's filmed like a movie. And um, it had good lighting. It was really comic booky. Like, it was like, you know, shot so you're actually interested in it. And there was a ton of nudity. Something you don't see in a whole lot of uh, of these Puppet Master movies. So that one I gave like a solid 6 out of 10. Uh, and I, But I will say, maybe the worst movie other than that legacy one, which is a clip show was Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. Um, Corey Feldman plays the main character, and he should be fucking ashamed of himself for what he did in this movie. Just the worst performance any actor has ever given. The entire time he's doing this voice, like he's supposed to be playing, I don't know, uh, a puppet guy, let's say in his like late 40s, early 50s maybe, and he's got, his hair is fake, like it's spray painted gray. And he's wearing glasses. And the entire time he speaks like, oh, I've got to get these puppets back ready and bring them to the place. Like his voice has this like fake affect on it. And you're like, this isn't what you yeah, sound it's... like. Why are you doing this? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Just the worst. And the best movie was uh, Puppet Master Littlest Reich. It is confirmed. Uh, the only, <laughs> the non-Full Moon movie is the best Puppet Master. <laughs> so, that's my uh, first segment there. Uh, what, what, do you, you watch anything interesting, guys? Let's get something going. <laughs> um, a lot of the, like I said, I only watched like 20 movies throughout the month. Um, I, I was watching a lot of movies I've seen before. Uh, the ones I haven't seen before, I've already kind of talked about. Uh, I watched, you know, VHS 94, which I kind of sort of gushed over on one of the last episodes. Uh, you know, the animated creep show episode was really good. That slacks movie about the demonic pants that are attacking people. That's, that was like decent for like the first half. Um, there's nothing super interesting. I watched, um, I gotta say though, one of the worst movies I've seen, not even just in 31 days of horror, but in general, was that Crime Wave movie? I'm not sure if I talked about that. Crime Wave. Is that so? Uh, it, is that Bruce Campbell? Yes. Yeah, so it's directed by Raimi, and it was written by... Um, oh, my God. Who are they? Rob Tappert? I'm, I'm just thinking of people that made Evil Dead. I don't know. Oh, no. It was... Um, fuck. Hold on a second. Yeah, it was written by the Coen brothers. Oh, Really? Yeah, this movie is from 1985. It's like a 
a satire of like 50s movies or 60s movies and everybody's over the top uh the one goofy looking guy from blade runner is in it too and he just puts on this horrible voice where it's super high pitch and he's like laughing and giggling it's awful this movie sucks and it's got a weird cult following to it where people are really loving it from what i've seen in comments and stuff and i just don't get it it, it the movie's garbage um i gave it um let's see two i gave it a three out of ten mm-hmm. and i'll never ever watch it again uh yeah bruce campbell's in it but his like lines are are typical for bruce campbell but even some of them are kind of cringy and eye-rolling he has like this like 50s and 60s like vibe where he's like a cool guy and it's just it's horrible. It's so fucking bad. And I don't get why anybody likes it. <laughs> I think it was on um I forget what I watched it on. YouTube maybe? Maybe. No, I think it was on Amazon Prime. But it sucked. Mm. I wouldn't recommend it at all. Weak. Yeah, I never that's one I haven't seen. Uh, I've heard of it before, but mostly from like reading Bruce Campbell's autobiography and stuff. Not yeah, from, the, uh... the the cinematography's fantastic. Like, no maybe not the cinematography, but the uh like mm-hmm. the set designs. They're amazing. It's really fun. Really really fun, but that's like yeah. the only good part of it. How about you Shane? Did you get into anything you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I'll tell you the list of movies that I watched. Oh boy. Um, we can pick and choose from there. But um, I watched The Prophecy, House on Haunted Hill. Um, no, the Christ- scary Christopher Walken one. Because it's Christopher not Walken. The mute, scary not the mutant killer bear. <laughs> no, not the mutant killer bear. <laughs> the one that had Christopher Walken in it because Christopher Walken is scary in everything he does. Um, yeah, I bet, watched Prophecy, House on Haunted Hill. Um, oh, a fucking 1999 okay. remake. Um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, The Fog. Um, I watched The Shining. Um, I'm scrolling on my Facebook timeline as I'm reading these. Doctor Sleep. I know. I gotta um, watch that still. Every episode, That's Shane talks about Doctor Sleep. I'm like, hey, I should watch that. And then Ryan's like, yeah, I should watch that too. And we never do. Um, in the Mouth of Madness. Oh, that's a classic. I watched, um, yeah, uh, It Chapters 1 and 2. Um, uh, what We Do in the Shadows, because everybody loves that. And if you don't, you're fucking wrong in the head. Um uh, Get Out, which I have to say was on my second watch. I mean, I bought this movie a couple of years ago, watched it, and I was like, mm. watched it again. I'm still a bit, mm, but you know, it's uh, one of those one of those things. Um, Thirty Days of Night, um, Bright Burn, Prince of Darkness. Uh, Halloween Kills. Um, <clears throat> Happy Death Day. Hmm. Happy Death Day. I still haven't watched that second one. I gotta uh, watch. Yeah, me either. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. Um, it's not horror, but um, it's more of a thriller. And that's Harry Brown with 
um, Michael Caine. I've never seen that. Which is a great movie. Great movie. Um, Night of the Creeks, Vamp, um, Maggie, which is the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Bres- uh, Reslin um, zombie movie. Um, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which I always love. Um, From Hell, The People Under the Stairs, uh, Silence of the Lambs, um, The Color Out of Space. Oh, I finally watched it. Yeah. I liked it. It was weird as fuck, but I really liked it. Um, a Quiet Place Part 2, because I recently picked that up on Blu-ray. Um, Lost Boys. Uh, Nightbreed. Wreck 1 and 2. How many yeah. movies did you watch? You didn't bother counting. God damn know, it, shit. Uh, the Thing, obviously. And Which one? Crow. And um, what? Which thing did you watch? John Carpenter. Okay, good. I could hear Mike's fists um, clenching. And then... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then finally I watched Halloween 1978 and Halloween ah, 2018. Yeah, I also watched uh, Halloween. So that's my full list of movies that I watched. So I missed a few days for some reason. I can't remember why. I think it was a couple of days. I just couldn't be yeah. bothered to watch horror movies. And I was like, fuck it. No, I'm not going to bother. So, uh, um, yeah, I watched. That's what I watched. Yeah, I'm not going to go through my whole list I got on here, but I, I will uh, I'll put. I'll say what some of the good stuff that I watched was, and then maybe some of the bad stuff. Um, underwater, I really liked. Um, I know that. Yeah, it had gotten great mixed movie, reviews, but I ended up really liking it. Like some people were down on that movie, and I thought it was awesome. Um, I liked the twist. Yeah, I like all the shit that happened in it. I thought it was suspenseful. I liked some of the claustrophobic shit in it. All around, it was a really good, you know, yeah, undersea movie. Um, yeah, fuck me, man. You talk about the claustrophobia of it. I was literally on the edge of my seat while I was watching that for the first time. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know, especially considering the movie, all the shit kicks off like five to ten yeah. minutes. Well, it's into right the away movie. almost. You see, you see the girl right. brushing her teeth. Yes, yeah, like, fucking hell. I do have to say, uh, Kristen Stewart could shit on way too much. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with her. She was good in that. She does. She's she's like not a bad actress, and people just think of her from like Twilight and shit. But the shit I've seen Same her in, she's Rob not Pattinson. bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, Lighthouse kind of changed my entire view of how he, yep, how he acts, you know. And then uh, that other—I still can't remember the name of it. I remember the other uh, episode. I was struggling with the name of it too, but uh, Robert Pattinson's in a uh, Softy Brothers movie or Safety Brothers movie, and it's super good. And he's so great in it. Mm. It's not a horror movie. Um, I also watched for the first time <laughs> the taking of Deborah Logan. And uh, this is this is one of those movies Ooh. that everybody's always been like, oh, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And I'm like, uh, I'm always hesitant on found footage movies because I find people are like, oh, you have to watch this one, like Hell House LLC. And like I watched it and I was like, okay, it wasn't like bad, but it wasn't the best thing I've seen. Fucking The Taking of Deborah Logan, I think, is my favorite found footage movie now. Um, really. Wow. That ending oh, is so awesome. good. 
I've not watched it. I've not watched that one. I do want Excellent. to watch it. Uh, a pinnacle of found footage. Uh, I loved everything in it. And, like, you know, because it's dealing with, like, themes of, um, you know, uh, the lady's got, like, Alzheimer's and a bunch of other dementia and stuff. And, and you're just, like, you're dealing with that. But, like, there's also this weird possession going on. And it is just fantastic. I don't want to spoil anything for the movie, but it's really good. And I like how they... It's one of those movies that, like, they do explain what's going on at one point, and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like this. So, um, yeah. And, and the performance that uh, the lady that plays Deborah Logan is unbelievable. Super, super good. So, that was a really good one. Uh, I also watched Antrim, which I, I hadn't seen before. One of my friends, Jamie, recommended it to me. Um, from 2018, uh, it, it's, it's supposed to be a throwback movie in that they this is some legendary movie from the 1970s that they only showed once or twice and everybody that saw it has died and if you watch the movie you're gonna die and there's like a little bit of a sort of like a fake documentary thing in the beginning of the movie oh she's got my wires again Jamie no <laughs> god damn it trying to pull my headphones out of my speaker um so that cat is probably thinking, right, so this is what he does. This is what he uses to talk to people. I'm going to kill it. So anyway, um, I, I, I really enjoyed this, but I think I mostly enjoyed it because I had just watched a string of Puppet Master and Phantasm movies. Like, you watch four Puppet Master movies in a row, you're like, I'll fucking take anything instead of this. So I think maybe just that it was a breath of fresh air. Um I, I liked that it was a throwback. It kind of felt like a 70s movie. Um, it was good. The performances were good. The little kid was not the worst person in the world. So that's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was about a sister and her brother uh, trying to dig a uh, a hole to in the woods so that he can uh, rescue his uh, dog, who they recently put down from the clutches of hell. Um, so... It was good. Good weird stuff that happens in it. Yeah, I like the hmm. uh, atmosphere in that movie a lot. Yeah, and it sort of set up like chapters. Like There's like a book they're going through that explains all the le- the layers of hell and how they enter each layer in the various chapters. And, yeah. Antrum. A-N-T-R-U-M. A-N-T-R-U-M. It's free on Amazon. Amazon streaming. That's where I watched it. Um, I don't know where else it is. I think you could, if it's supposed to be like IMDB streaming, whatever that is. And it, yeah, it's IMDB TV. So, so that's how I watched it. Okay. Right. Hang on. Right. Let me just have a look. See if that's on. Oh boy. Oh, sorry. No. Shane's tied oh, up his own wires. No, it was just a... Antrim. Antrim's on IMDb TV oh, Tubi. and Tubi for free. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll check. I've got IMDb, go. so I'll check IMDb. Um, I'll watch out. I'll watch out until we've done this. Yeah, it's, I'm not it's doing good. anything else. Uh, some awful stuff that I watched. Uh, <laughs> Silent Venom from 2009. It's a submarine movie starring Luke Perry, and it was directed by Fred Olin Ray. And features a bunch of snakes that get onto a submarine. And I feel like I don't need to explain any more of that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. And I hated it. 
<laughs> I also watched one from 2011 called Ice Road Terror. Oh, I no. assume it's a, it's a spinoff of the Ice Road Trucker TV show. And it's about uh, two guys that are driving their trucks as the uh, in Alaska as the ice is melting. And uh, they're dropping off um, explosives to a mining facility, I think. But the mining facility has opened up a hole and like a dinosaur came out and is eating people. And uh, it is also awful. Although, interest is a sci-fi channel type movie, right? But interestingly enough, there's actual makeup effects in this. And like limbs and body parts and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's actually not too bad. But at the same breath, the CGI is the worst sci-fi channel CGI I have ever seen. So it's <laughs> it's a nice mix of the two. So yeah, that's a really bad movie. Also watch that one. I think that was a dollar store pickup. My mom might have bought that for me. I don't know. I did watch a film um, a few nights back called Werewolf in England. And it's one of those low-budget movies. Ryan, you'd be proud of this. Yeah. One of those low budget movies that's so fucking bad it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like people walking around wearing like werewolf suits and it's set in the 18th century in this little inn. There's a guy who's been arrested and is being dragged around in chains because he's wanted for murder and he's to be executed. And basically they turn up at this little inn to stay the night. And within two minutes of them arriving at the inn, the uh, co-owner of this um, place has slaughtered the horses and basically the woman or the sister of the guy at the inn has decided, yes, we're going to um, sacrifice these people to the werewolves or to the beast. And it's a full moon and there's werewolves and it's British movie. It's cheesy as fuck. It's unintentionally unintentionally hilarious in places and it's intentionally hilarious in places as well so i think that's something you should check out my neighbor brought it around and he says here check this out it's really bad i think you might like it i was like my name's not ryan um thank you very much but um, <laughs> um i watched that the other night and it was just really bad but it's so fucking funny yeah i'll have to look that up I knew you would. Um, yes, definitely. Some surprises that I watched, stuff that I wasn't expecting. I think I maybe mentioned this last time, but I watched The Carpenter, which is a slasher movie from the 80s. And, like, haven't seen it back in the day, uh, like on VHS. It's awful. Like, it's just fucking so bad. But I watched a DVD version that I, I owned, but I, for whatever reason, hadn't watched, probably because I watched it on VHS. Um, and the kills were so much better in like the unrated DVD version. And it, <laughs> it still wasn't a good movie, but I found myself thoroughly entertained and I feel like the kills made up for it. So it's, it's a dumb movie, but probably worth checking out if you like cheesy 80 slashers. Um, another one, I watched all the uh, quote unquote beyond the door movies. And that's like another Italian series where none of them have anything to do with each other. And, um, they're almost all retitled from other, like they make them other movies and then retitle them as sequels to beyond the door because it like, I don't know, that's what they do. Um, so the first one is a, is a complete exorcist ripoff. Um, it's interesting. It's not great, 
but it's uh, it's a Exorcist movie, you know, and it's not too bad. Uh, the second one is more like a, uh, it's sort of like a, a haunting movie, kind of. Um, it's directed. It's Mario Bava's last film, and it's it is released under the title Shock, and it stars um, what's her face, uh, Aja Argento's mom, um, Daria Nicolodi. And, um, it's pretty good. It's a good Italian ghost slasher type movie. Like you don't know sort of where it's going until the end. And, uh, that was entertaining. And then the third one beyond the door three, also known as a muck train is fucking crazy. I forget who released it, whether it's vinegar syndrome or synapse. It's one of the two. Um, it's a blu-ray and they released the unrated cut, which was, I guess, never before seen. And the gore in this movie, holy fucking shit. It is, like, top-notch. Like, super gory. The kills are insane. The plot is about this woman who goes to, like, Eastern Europe. And uh, they want to use her as, like, a sacrifice or something. And all her friends run away and hop on a train. But then the train becomes possessed, and it starts killing off the conductors and anyone that could drive it. And it just starts, like, barreling through towns, like, killing people. And at one point, I'm just going to give this one scene away because it was fucking incredible. So two people sort of fell off the train of, of that group of teenagers. And they're, one guy's got a real nasty broken leg, and the bone is, like, popping out of the skin. He's bleeding. And um, they're trying to get to, like, another town. So uh, her, him and this woman come across a rowboat and they're rowing through a swamp to try to get like across the swamp to get to some other town and the train hops off its tracks and drives through the swamp just to decapitate the girl so her head flies into the back of the train and then it hops the train hops back onto the tracks it is oh my god i was cheering i was so (laughs) entertained by this movie um, so beyond the door three, if you like crazy Italian fucking European gore fests, it's crazy. I absolutely recommend it. it ha- you don't have to watch the other movies. It has nothing to do with the other ones. Just check it out. <laughs> Killer train movie. And when is the last time you've seen that? Never. Um, <laughs> never. I don't think. Never. Uh, and I'll, so you mentioned it, Mike. I watched all the phantasms. Yeah. So I'll just mention uh, briefly. So the problem I always have with the Phantasms is like I've only watched one through three. I hadn't seen four or five. And I always got like two and three mixed up in my head because they're like pretty similar. Like the same types of things happen and they they take place in like broken down towns. And then you go into, you know, another mausoleum and it's like. Very similar setting, and almost the identical thing happens in both movies. Uh, So I watched four, and it turns out four is the exact same as those two. It's like the same plot. It's like the same, you know, same kills. It's like everything's the same. Like, I was like, wow, there are people like they're really into these movies, but it's like literally the same plot over and over and over. And I know you could say that probably about every Friday the 13th or whatever. But it, it it just didn't stand out to me. And they're all made by Don Coscarelli, so it's like the same director. You're not even getting like a different flavor on any of them. Um, so I watched those, and then five is not made by Coscarelli, right? Correct. So five was five was made in 2016, and like the first thing you notice is like 
how old everyone is. And I'll say Reggie Bannister is the best looking one in this movie. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the kid from the original Phantasm, who was like, whatever, 11 years old, 12 years old in the original movie. And Reggie was like, I think in his late 20s. Um, that little kid looks fucking terrible. Uh, a, a Michael Baldwin. He looks like he's 90 in this. Um, and Angus Scrim. Oh, my God. I can't believe they made him like <laughs> do stuff, do, do scenes. I'm like, oh, no, he's decrepit. Uh, he had to be like 100 when he made this. So everyone's really old, but I will say I thought this movie had more heart in it because you could tell it was made by, like, the biggest Phantasm fans ever. Well, no. Like, I don't think it, it was... I don't think this was initially supposed to be a Phantasm movie. I mean, it is, like, a love letter to the Phantasm movies, in my opinion, having just watched them all. Like, I gotta the reread what I wrote, because... Or, uh, read, because I... I Initially, I think the plot wasn't supposed to be uh, for another Phantasm movie. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But um, to me, it really came across as a love letter to the Phantasm films. And they had like a whole bunch of stuff in it that was like, oh, I see it's a throwback to this film. And this character returns from like part two. Um, so and, and it was a lot of it was... Um, you don't know if you're dreaming or in a different reality. Like, you don't know which reality the characters are in. And that is a big part of the original Phantasm film. So it's like, I kind of like that they put that in there, too. Um, but, um, I mean, it wasn't a good movie. I'm not going to say it was good, because it wasn't. But I, it had heart. And I appreciated the uh, the heart that was in the movie. See, it was my so. mistake. It, I, I was wrong. I guess according to IMDb, which I read before is according to the book phantasm exhumed filming on phantasm ravager first began in late 2008 where it was originally envisioned as a spin-off web series about the reggie character this webisode footage was eventually expanded upon with new footage that ex- that featured appearances by main cast members to become a right, feature now- length so that's where i was kind of mixing it up it wasn't okay. like it was like filmed parts of it were filmed earlier on yes yeah now you saying that makes sense because this movie looks bad. Like it, it doesn't look like it's a film. It does look like a web series. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. It's all shot on digital and doesn't have, you know, the depth you get when you watch an actual movie. But I won't say it's horrible. Uh, it's much better than the puppet master films. And there wasn't really a real stinker in the phantasm series. They were all fine. Uh, one is the best, obviously. I see. I like two a lot. Two is good. It's got good action in it. I like that. And I like that two is different than one, but the problem I have with two is that once they came out with three and four, it's like, you're just watching part two again, three yeah. times. So it's sort of right. I, and Ziggy agrees. Obviously. <laughs> well, Ziggy wants to go out and eat a fucking weight. <laughs> so yeah, that's all about, I got for, uh, stuff that I took notes on. I mean, I watched other things. I just, I don't, I don't know if I need to, Oh, I watched super deep. I think Shane, did you watch that one? Super deep. I don't believe I did. Yeah. It's a Russian movie. Oh, I've been, I've been meaning to check that out. It's on a uh, shutter. I don't know. Um, I don't have shutter. Yeah. It's honestly, it was a little disappointing. The effects were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful, you know, traditional, um, 
just like puppets and all kinds of like awesome effects, lots of gore. It, it, it the pacing on the movie is just bad, and like it, it's one of those movies that I felt it should have ended two or three times before it actually ended. And you're like, oh, this would be a good place to stop the movie. Oh, oh no, it, it's it's still going. Okay, well you could stop it right here. Nope, still going. <laughs> you're like, come on, just end kinda the fucking like, movie. Kind of like um, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Exactly, Shane. Very much like that. Only I, I appreciate the Lord of the Rings ones a little more because you've got like three other films built up and you, you, you sort of earned multiple endings. But yeah. in, uh, in, in Super Deep, it, it doesn't really earn it. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, Big Ass Spider. You guys ever see that one? I watched that a long time ago. I thought that was fun. It was very fun. Even Elisa was laughing as she was watching it, and she hates fucking terrible movies like that. The effects were horrible, but the characters and the writing were just a blast. Yeah. So that was pretty good. I uh, showed uh, Val. Uh, it's not really a horror movie, but I really wanted her to watch it anyway. It's Only Lovers Left Alive from uh, 2013. Shane, have you seen this? I have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's doing his shit routine. He's doing his dishes in the background and everything. No, I'm making a cup of tea. Oh. Um, yes, I I love only only lovers left alive. Yeah, I figured you would because I I've seen this only once before, and then I rewatched it this year, and it's still amazing. It's uh, directed by Jim Jarmusch, and it's about uh, Tilda Swinton and um, Tom Hiddleston. They're vampires, and they kind of <laughs> just are trying to live and be like just it's just a romantic couple that are just trying to live their their vampire lives and uh they play, they play adam and eve yeah yeah that's their names in it adam and eve yeah. um and uh john hurt's in it it's got a great cast john hurt anton yelchin uh mia wyasau wait mia wasakowska yeah that's her um this, this it's it's a great 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 movie. It's not really horror, like I said. It's more like a a drama, like romantic type deal. But Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton are just awesome in it. It's it's, it's long. Yeah, it's, it's a fun it's, movie as well. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Especially the ending is really fun. Um, yeah. Like that last scene, I wish I don't want to you know talk about, but yeah, it's it's a blast. It's it's, it's like I said, it's long. It's like two hours long. And it's filled with just like romantic uh, scenes where they just kind of are gushing over one another. But Tom Hiddleston, how much he despises Mia Wasikowska in this is oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite scenes, like we'll talk about it in that, is um, when Ian comes over. Is Ian is Tom Hiddleston's uh, friend who gets him certain objects. So he pays him vast amounts of money to get him these certain objects. And he comes over one night and um, Ian and it's Eve's sister. Um, she plays Eve's sister in that. She basically, they leave him on the sofa and it's like, yeah, everything's fine. And when they get out the following night, Ian is dead on the sofa and Adam just looks at him, looks at her and says, you ate Ian. And it's just the way he looks at her, you know, he's like, you ate Ian. <laughs> and there's like the corpse of corpse on the sofa is like, oh, like the look on his face is like oh for fuck's sakes yeah you know? <laughs> it's just comedy gold it really is and it is a great movie i love it um i have it on blu-ray 
Yeah, it's it was, it's fantastic. It's I forget where I watched it. On, no, I watched it on Criterion Channel because it was on there. Um, yeah, I highly suggest it if you if you like these kinds of movies that isn't. I mean, there's some like decent like blood and, and shit in here, but it's not one of those types of movies. It's really about their uh, relationship and how they just kind of want to like just be chill and live and be left alone. <laughs> it's it really is, really good. It is really funny. It's just the way how they they get their vials of their flasks of blood, and it's like, oh, have you got the good stuff? You know, that yeah. Just Until- takes me back. Takes me back to League of Gentlemen. You know, it's like, have you got the good stuff? And because League of Gentlemen obviously was a British dark comedy, um, and they had a butcher in there, and um, basically he had all these customers saying, "Have you got the special stuff?" And he was really <laughs> sinister, not <laughs> really fucking sinister butcher. So that kind of took me back to that, and it was the way it was done. And I just thought it was really clever. Plus, I, I mean, Tilda Swinton. Is awesome. I love oh, yeah. her and, Every, and everything she does. She knocks it out of the park. Can you um, believe that woman is sixty-one years old? No, <laughs> I cannot. And yes. she looks great for her age. Yeah, she's sixty-one. Someone posted about it the other day, and I was like, "Fuck off!" She can't be sixty-one. But yeah, um, yeah. But I also uh, that was one of the movies that. I wanted to highlight because I don't think we've talked about it much on this on this podcast. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I I <laughs> for some reason I watched Angst because it was on. Um, uh, it was also on Criterion. Yeah, so that's on Criterion. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I don't think they released it on like Blu-ray or anything, but it was on their streaming. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna rewatch this. And man, this is like one of the most violent raw movies i have seen in a long time so um, violent yeah it's so violent i watched it a long time ago but i did not remember it at all and i was just sitting there with val i'm like man this uh, this movie is fucked up it's about it's really simple it's about a dude who just gets released from prison and he in the beginning he talks about how he kind of just said whatever to get out of prison he's like i'm gonna kill again he's like i'm gonna do this again he's like i just said what i had to say to get out and he stumbles upon a house where there's uh three people living in it uh an older woman a daughter and like a handicapped son and he just i mean the whole movie is about him just killing these people and that's that's really the movie it's it's very violent came out in 83 i think it's german um Mm -hmm. it's it was great performances like i don't even know how you could you know, direct something like this because the the lead guy is just so good at being a sociopath, and it, the whole movie is him just struggling to kill these people. It's not like they're putting up a fight, but he's just you could see his head spinning and he's like panicking and he's uh, getting into the mindset of killing these people. And it, it's super good from that aspect, but it is a super simple movie as well. So if you do watch this, it's called Angst, A-N-G-S-T. Uh, it's directed by Gerald Cargill and it came out in 1983. It's, it's worth a watch if you like very violent, uh, depraved movies in that aspect. And I want to give a spoiler out because I forgot about this and I was wondering the whole time. There is a little doggy. In the movie, and nothing happens to him. 
Because <laughs> the whole time I was like, if he kills this dog, I am never watching this again. And this little dog is just like chilling. He's like running around and everything. Nothing happens to the dog. So, um, and uh, the the movie that Val and I went to go see in the theater because it was playing by her at the uh, Hoosier Theater in Whiting, Indiana, was The Last Man on Earth. The 1964 Vincent Price. Oh, and nice. yeah, it was a, it's an older style theater, and they were playing like some like Halloween movies, and this movie is just a classic. And Vincent Price is amazing in it. And uh, the funny part was Val and I went to go see it, and about halfway through, <laughs> on the on the uh, the screen it. It's, it's clear that someone just hooked up their laptop to play it because it was like you have five ten percent battery power remaining. So someone <laughs> in the theater had to go run and get the guy, and he had to like go run and plug his laptop, and it was kind of funny. Oh, that's funny. Unfortunately, <laughs> I did get spoiled the new um, James Bond movie while in there. Someone two rows behind me, they had to have been at least minimum a thousand years old, and they're oh. talking about the new James Bond movie. They were talking about the ending. I turn around, I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, and it's just, uh, there's like 10 people in the theater, and these people are sitting oh two God. rows behind us. It was annoying. But I digress. The Last Man on Earth is amazing. If you've never seen the 1964 Last Man on Earth, do yourself a favor and watch it. The ending's a little cheesy, and it's more, uh, you know, it's like that 60s acting where you can tell, like, someone's, like, holding a spear next to them, and they're like, oh! You know what I mean, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. So yeah, I also went to the theater. Mike um, went to go to a uh, trauma double feature of Class of Nukem High and Toxic Avenger um, <laughs> at the local theater here for Connecticut Cult Classics. So I told Elisa I had two tickets <laughs> to it, and I'm like, "Listen, babe, I got two tickets." And she's like, oh, I don't want to go. And I'm like, I know. But I'm like, listen, if you're not going to go, then I'm going to go watch both of these. But if you do go, we can, we'll we only watch one. Like, I wasn't going to make her sit through both of those. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, what are you going to do? Stay here by yourself? And she's like, all right, I guess I'll go. We'll watch one of the movies. So the first movie was Class of Nukem High. And I'm like, oh, perfect. This is the one I want her to watch. <laughs> So um so we go there and it wasn't a packed house it was uh it was probably only like um I'm going to say 2 thirds capacity and we're sitting there and there's these people sitting in front of us uh, a husband a wife um their kid who the kid was probably I don't know between 18 and 20 and um and I think their aunt or so, aunt or grandma I don't know some older lady and you could tell that the aunt is the one that fucking dragged them there because you could see she's like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. And you can see the kid like, what are we watching? What is this? It's it's a it's a horror movie or something. And she's like, not exactly. And the kid's like, I don't want to watch this. This looks dumb. I want to be on my phone. And like um, before the before the movies, uh, the guy that runs it, Larry, always gets up and, you know, he does a little spiel. Thanks, everybody, all the sponsors and everything. And he's like, oh, you can't, do not have your phones out. You can't have your phones. Please put them away, blah, blah, blah. And I visibly saw this kid just go, oh, like so upset. So the movie starts and I don't mind anyone's 
seen Class of Nukem High or not seen it, but it's classic 1980s trauma. It is so fucking trashy. There's all kinds of nudity and dumb violence and goofy antics and ridiculous costumes and toxic waste everywhere. And like all these classic trauma actors are in it. And it's like absolutely hilarious. I was laughing the whole way. And part of me laughing was watching this kid's responses in front of me as he's just so disgusted and like horrified on what's happening. So the movie finally ends, and, like, the end of it is fucking ridiculous. It's, like, this mutated monster that got birthed from, like, some wheat, some contaminated weed sex two people have. Um, the monster gets, like, blown up, and the whole school explodes. And then, like, the crowd is cheering. Yeah! And uh, the credits start rolling. And the kid looks over at his dad and goes, that was the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. And I'm fucking dying. <laughs> like, welcome to trauma movies. Like, oh, my God. What at least think of it. She was she was laughing, Mike. She was laughing during the movie. And I'm like, all right, she gets what's going on here because it's so that one is so ridiculous and over the top. Like, you know, that's made after Toxic Avenger where they were like, oh, okay, we're just going to go balls to the wall from now on and have like ridiculous things in it. I think what also helped is that they played trauma trailers before the movie. Mm. So like. You get a little taste of trauma from the trailers, and you're like, oh my god, is this what we're going to be watching? So it sort of sets you up. You know that it's going to be dumb and goofy. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. I <laughs> loved seeing it again. The last time I saw Class of Nukem High was, I think, on uh, the DVD I got in like 1999. <laughs> um, it's been a while for me, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I, I want to go back and watch the sequels, because I watched those trailers that night, and they look so bad. So actually they came out with one, I think it was, they had like a two part, like not reboot, but you know, a two part, uh, redoing of Nukem high. And it was like in like 2011 and like 2014. And I think the 2014 one was the last film that Lemmy is in and he plays like a principal or something. And I'm like, Oh, now I have to watch this for Lemmy. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot. I forgot. Lemmy was in like four trauma movies. So yeah, someday I'm going to have, we're going to have to do a, uh, another, a trauma podcast again. Yeah, that was fun. Get some of those in. So I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to discuss from, uh, October wrap ups? No, no, I don't think. Yeah, I pretty much hit on everything I really wanted to talk about, uh, which is a ton of stuff. Oh, looking forward to next year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hopefully next year I can fit some more movies in. But, you know, 21 for a month isn't terrible. So it's more normal, I think, than what I did last year. (laughs) Yeah, more more human. Yeah, I was laid off last year, and I had all the time in the world. And this year, it was a complete opposite. So, And plus, Seinfeld got me. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. So, Elisa hates Seinfeld. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, she's one of those people. Is she, like, Friends or something? Uh, not really. She's not big on Friends. Okay, good. Because usually people who hate Seinfeld, they love Friends. But Ugh. Friends is just the shittiest show ever made. No, but so I think Elisa is wrong that she hates Seinfeld. I don't think she actually does. 
because she fucking loves Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm like, I'm like, that's just more Seinfeld. It's like rated R Seinfeld. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Actually, yeah, I was talking to one of my coworkers and he's like, I love Seinfeld. I'm like, have you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? He goes, no. I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's hysterical. I was one of those people, Mike. I'm still working my way through it. I'm like, oh. I got like, uh, I think I got one or two more seasons before I catch up to the newest one. Oh, okay. The new, the newest seasons aren't the best, but it's still Larry David's so funny. Oh yeah, and, and anytime JB Smoove is on the screen, I'm like, yes. Have you seen this... the season with the Seinfeld characters? Yeah, the Seinfeld reunion. That was so funny. What they did with uh, Kramer. He opens the door. He's like, I already apologized for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they just did a Seinfeld reunion. I know. <laughs> it was... It's hysterical. It was brilliant. No one wants a Seinfeld reunion. And they're like, and Jerry Seinfeld's like exactly like Larry David. You know what I mean? Like he's the only one that agrees with Larry in the rooms and everything. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's great. Definitely a great show. So that's that's what I've been working on is uh that. Oh, my God. All right, boys, let's wrap this up. Sounds good. Uh, Yeah, so I forgot how I wrap this up. Uh, oh, what did I say? <laughs> my notes are not here anymore. If you want to get in touch with us. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, um, you can reach us on our Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me... I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo, on Instagram, uh, All You Need Ryan, and on Facebook, uh, as well as the Facebook group and the um, um, UpcomingHorrorMovies.com message board. You can find me on that as well. Mike? Uh, whoa. Gee, I'm going to drop my phone. Um, I uh, I do the All You Need is Blood podcast Instagram. Um, I'm on the Facebook group. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And for And Shane? Um, you can find me Instagram, RoboGin74, Twitter, Dead Cell Society, the Facebook, All You Need Is Blood podcast group page, and that's about it. Awesome. All <clears> right, <throat> guys. Well, thanks for joining me, and thanks for everybody for listening to our nonsense that we just rambled on about every topic from Chinese food to fucking <laughs> trauma movies. I don't even know. Larry David. And my bowel movements. Shane's bowel movements, of course. Hey, Mike, have I ever told you that I know a girl that has a Larry David tattoo on her leg? Get out of here. Just his face tattooed on her leg. That's hysterical. <laughs> it's just an old bald man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Thanks, for everybody, for listening, <laughs> fellas. Thanks for joining me. And I'll just say bye for now. Goodbye. Bye. Now, that's a tattoo I got to get. You don't have any Jeez. tattoos, do you? I don't. I've been, like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get some. And I'm just like, well, then I'd have to, like, sit down and pick them out or have a guy design them. It sounds like a lot of work. It is, but it's addicting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a pleasurable pain as well. Like a really big dump, and you're just like, oh no, yes.
Sort of. I mean, for me, when I get a tattoo afterwards, I just get really cold. My anxiety is spiking. and uh, But it feels really good at the same time. You get cold? Yeah, because like, there's so much... At least for my thing, one, I was there for six hours was my first session. So, wow. yeah, afterwards, I was in so much pain. And your body's just exhausted because there's a ton of pain. Eventually, you know, you're... Your, the area you're getting tattooed kind of gets numb and you kind of just kind of coast but then at a certain point it's just the pain comes back and your arm is just raw and they're doing the shading and it just sucks and then afterwards you're done and your body's kind of like recovering and you get like cold and oh it's it's a great feeling that i miss yeah it sounds shitty I mean, but i mean when i had my half sleeve done it was 22 hours of work and um, I was doing like four or five hours at a time. But the tattooist was just pissing around most of the time before she actually started getting work done. Um, so essentially, I was, I was paying for five-hour sessions, and she was only doing three. Um, but there are points where you have to take a break from when you're getting inked yeah. because the pain can get too much. Um, I actually found... The line work was um, a lot more. Hand- I could handle that more than the shading. And yeah, the shading sucks. It fucking hurts. It really does hurt. And I think, to be honest, I mean, I've only had small. I've got small pieces. Small pieces of wording on my inner arm, and that fucking killed. Nothing more, nothing was worse, though, than the tattoo I had on my wrist or on my forearm, the Michael Myers and Laurie Strode piece I had done. Because that was done over two sessions. and it, Well, no, it was three sessions, actually. Because the first session, um, I wasn't feeling great, but I went through it. And the second session, the tattooist wasn't feeling great. So she had to tap out early. And then it was the third session. It was the day after my birthday when I rock up and I went, let's finish this. And she was like, yes. And we got it finished. And then she still wanted to do more work on my half sleeve. And I just said, no, leave the half sleeve alone. It's fine as it is. Because my half sleeve is Pennywise and Eric Draven with associated pieces from the movie. See, now, Ryan, don't you want a tattoo? I do. You guys have absolutely sold me on it. <laughs> well, hey, I got to go take a dump. So, uh, you guys, All right, fellas. good luck out there. Hell yeah. Right, take it easy, man. <laughs> See, See you guys. <laughs>